Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn and Bone Daddy as your hosts, we wish to help you as players and game masters, or as we say, story weavers, from the aspiring to the veteran with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. So grab a beverage, sit with us, and remember, steal everything, and have fun. Bonus content. Bonus content. So, I think we should post this uh, on the regular podcast with the bonus content. Um, so, listeners, hello. Uh, this is normally what we do before and after episodes um, for our Patreon listeners. Um, I believe it's at the $5 tier and above. You get the bonus behind-the-scenes content. We usually talk about sometimes our campaign ideas uh sometimes it's you know back when the ogl was still you know being leaked and all that stuff we talked a lot about that um it's just a kind of a look into who we are thorn illidine and bone daddy who uh bone daddy is not here today but just kind of a look at at who we are and our processes and stuff um and with that in mind uh thorn you have just become an oath of vengeance warlock in my campaign. Yes. And, yes. and that's going to be an interesting one to homebrew. Um, I really was just thinking of looking at the Oath of Vengeance Paladin, changing, you know, the wording of Channel Divinity into Eldritch Invocation. Um, oh, yeah. I like that. The Abjure Enemy and Vow of uh, Enmity, those are like pivotal for Oath of Vengeance Paladins. Like that's, I mean, those are your, those are your things. Um, yes. So I think just keeping those, uh, even keeping, you know, the the next three levels, 7, 15, and 20, the Relentless Avenger, Soul of Vengeance, and Avenging Angel, I think just keeping those and flavor texting them for Rolock, uh, Warlock is fine. Yes, um, I, I agree. And then just using, since we decided that uh, you have a, a, a group patron, uh, for yourself um using the tasha's group patron thing um i really we might need to make our own i don't I'm like religious yes. order yeah no i'm not i'm not big on that either um i i agree to to i think we kind of need a homebrew a little something with it because i mean we'll have the time. listeners yeah for the listeners we we did it where the group patron is the circle of land druids that are in my campaign um called the uh, the gochude um, and these people, you know, obviously they follow the circle of land, uh, circle for druids, but I think that it needs to be flavored that way. I think we need to look at the actual circle of land subclass and just make a group patron based off of those things. Cause obviously oh, yeah. I, I feel like if, if they're giving you power and you're connected to the heart tree, you're going to have some druid spells. I feel like that's gotta be a i'm thing. thinking that's fair and I'm, I'm also thinking that when my whole spell casting everything's gonna change yeah because well, it has it's, to because i mean you severed your power from uh your your face so uh, let, let me ask you this do i lose the fate touched i don't think so okay I, uh because you were still touched by the fey um the True. rest of the rest of the powers as far as the warlock arch fey patron that stuff is gone so yeah you're... i will i will say this i will not be going back to the fey wild 
<laughs> Good luck. Just yeah. I I'm pretty sure I have like a death sentence on me there, so I mean maybe. No, I do. But but you know, to be fair, it's not like they can't just cross over the gate. It's a pretty free flowing gate. That is true. If he wants to send a team of uh you know assassins hint hint um maybe yeah, I, uh... I figured as much i'm to be honest i did because <laughs> it, it wasn't a pleasant thing to sever so no yeah and he would have known it too oh yeah i i feel like you know like i said in the in the campaign like if we had a a movie scene it would have like faded to black from you and then gone to zendake and zendake would have had like this disturbance of the force type scene um yeah that you know uh, the leave, losing that connection to a you know a servant or as he saw it a slave and he's not happy that his property is gone. So yeah, yeah kind of what I figured. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm actually curious to see what the other warlocks of my order are uh, going to say when they see me. Mm -hmm. So well, that could be a thing too. I mean, considering that you're still wearing the robes, you know, it's not like you've denounced the divine aeon you've right. just denounced zendake so i think it's a little different considering that when we made the divine aeon uh which for the listeners it's a group of uh like bounty hunter warlocks um they are all different patrons you know some of them have yeah. obviously you know similar patrons but we actually didn't write anyone having an archfey patron oddly enough no, um, we didn't. I think most of them were actually <laughs> Divine Aeon. Well, yeah, they were either a group patron of, of the Order or um, Makulis, the, uh, the yes, ex, there was a few Makulis, ex lich so. um, And there was a few others. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think we actually made any Archfey patron NPCs. So I could write one just for the just for the drama, but, you know. Yeah, that might be a good. That might be a good aside in in a session. Yeah, because I'm Is sure that, like that would be something you know if Zendaki okay, so, felt that. But we're getting on a tangent here. Well, well here here's a, here's just a flavor thought too, mm -hmm. because Blueberry talks to Zendaki. Yeah. What would happen if Zendaki contacted her about me? I think. I mean, she is not under his control. She's never been She's like not. A, a servant or anything. She's so not. But it would he, be something like when, you know, like when a family member says, oh, we hate this person now. You're if she's going to be in that rough spot. Like, do I hate this person now? You know, or is it just, you know, I'm just going to ignore uncle now. <laughs> like like me, I, I'm curious to how she would react. Yeah. Because Raven always surprises me on how she reacts to, to certain things. Yeah. She never reacts quite like you think she's going to. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if you if you did that, how she would react to it. Yeah. Because I really because don't I, think that uh, Zendake is going to be like, I am your god, kill left. You know, no, uh, no, no, no. He's, he's not really like, yes, in a way he's her god because he's an Archfey, but he was never like like how you were with a patron and everything right so it'll be interesting it'll yeah, be fun i think so so that that's kind of listeners that's kind of what we do for the patron for the patrons we we kind of go through the, this and and actually you'll you'll be able to hear more about our private life to be honest than we probably would like 
So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes that happens. It does, but it's okay. Yes. Uh, but for this episode of this dungeon's occupied, uh, we're doing a steal everything, and I'm gonna cheat. We're not gonna roll for this first one because I had okay. an idea. Okay. We're gonna do a song by the used, okay. the bird and the worm. The bird and the worm. Yes. And my favorite part of that whole thing is literally the first uh, four lines of the song. And there's like barely any music. And it's it's uh, like a kind of an acapella. And uh, it's he wears his heart safety pin to his backpack. His backpack is all that he knows. Shot down by strangers who glances can cripple the heart and devour the soul. Um, this can be taken a couple of different ways. I kind of like the idea that um, wearing uh, his heart have being safety pinned to his backpack and that it's all that he knows. I take it more as he's protecting his heart rather than the saying of he wears his heart on his sleeve. I think right. that it's I think it's safety pinned to the inside of his backpack. I think he's hiding, um, you know, and for the song, it's it's hiding his emotions. And um, if you watch the uh, the imagery in, in the music video, there's kind of like this. Jekyll and Hyde complex thing going on. Um, but I kind of like almost a la um, Davy, Davy Joe's locker uh, from yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean where he okay, yeah. rips his chest out or his heart out of his chest and puts it into a treasure chest and keeps it away from him. I like that as a, a flavor for an NPC. Yes. Okay, so let, let me... Let me add this. Shoot. So if if you're doing a, a campaign or a one shot for this, uh, and you have the the heart separate, mm -hmm. I'm looking at that fourth line: the heart and devour the soul. Mm -hmm. I would say that there's something a BBEG more like maybe um, something almost Cthulhu esque that is hunting for that heart. Okay. Because that's what sustains it. Mm -hmm. It eats the hearts and souls of people. And for some mm. reason, this heart that's separate, that's that's magicked mm -hmm. and is separate from this person, this, you know, assuming almost like a hero or a, a tortured soul type thing. Sure. Uh, that it's it's found out that if it devours this heart, and then comes for this soul mm -hmm. that it will no longer have to do it. It will no longer have to eat this to sustain itself. That's like the the end all be all. It will make it all powerful. Mm -hmm. So you got your BBEG and a a creature from another dimension, um, another plane. Uh, it could be almost like the Harkonnens. Maybe it's a whole family going after it. Mm-hmm. But it wants to, it wants this heart. It needs this heart. Yeah. It, and I mean, it could even uh, go as far as, you know, adding on another steal from Harry Potter. Um, the prophecy between Voldemort and Harry Potter that while one exists, the other can't succeed type thing. Yeah. Um, and that ties, you know, more makes making the heart more important to this BBEG. Um, I like that. That's cool. There's a lot yeah. of things that you can do with that. I mean, you could twist it to however you want. 
And I, I even had a thought of an entire uh, tribe of people, maybe like a shamanic uh, tribe that takes their hearts out because this creature is hunting for hearts all the time. And so the entire city is just heartless. Okay. And, yeah. And how do they I'll... react to that? How, you know, if they're heartless, do they have ethics? Do they have morals? Do they, are they well, just savage or are they protecting mixing... it? <laughs> okay. Let, let me, let me, let me put it like this. You're mixing um, heart as physical with heart as emotional. Right. But I, I like it. So, let, I'm going to put it a step further. Okay. So you have a a city mm -hmm. of individuals that are very scholarly. Okay. And very cold, almost clinical. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put it cold, very clinical. And when you come into the city, you can visit. It's fine. But you don't get a lot of reciprocity from mm -hmm. anybody. Nobody really kind of seems like they care you're there. They just don't care. Yeah, because they're focused on their tasks. Mm -hmm. But if you want to live here, you're brought before a council and very coldly told that you have to give up your heart. Mm -hmm. Your heart has to be extracted because hunting this city is this creature. Mm -hmm. And if you stay here more than a few days, the creature will come for you and try to eat your heart and soul. Yeah. And if you ask where it's kept, where your heart will be kept. It's kept by a bunch of Gorgons. Ooh. So it's kept in a cavern, mm -hmm. unknown place, through a huge cave system that is extremely hard to get through. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 kept there by Gorgons, an order of Gorgons, maybe, because of that shot down by Stranger whose glances can cripple. Mm -hmm. I like that. I, I think that they're this whole order and you could come up with a name an order of something mm -hmm. their sole purpose is to protect these hearts yeah and maybe they're the sworn enemy of this creature that's trying to devour them but it's kept in such a secret place maybe it's a magical place maybe it's on a different plane but they're gorgons and i mean it's basically medusa yeah so their their sight can cripple you Mm -hmm. so what do you think about that I like that that's cool I mean that's that's a whole campaign yeah it could be and say you're adventurers and you come into this town and you're I mean most adventuring parties are loud boisterous kind of you know braggy especially if you have a bard mm -hmm. or a certain rogue <laughs> uh, and they're they're talking in the bar and at, the, at the pub and they're you have all these people that just act distant. Mm -hmm. And finally, you see a person come up to you and say, hey, are, are you adventurers? And, you know, yes. They, you need to come with me. And it's, why? <laughs> well, because I said so. You need to come with me. And you could have guards show up and everything. They take you to the, the main people and they say, we need to hire you for this. And you have to hunt down this thing and kill it. And, I mean, that's the way it can start. Plain and simple. Yeah. Hmm. So that's a steal everything. The society. Well, that's this one. The society of the. I don't know. The stone hearts. Um, um, how about. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll take it from there. How about the, the stone heart society? Okay. I like that. 
Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Patrons, nice. that's a double whammy because we just came up with. <laughs> we came up with a lot on that one. <laughs> All we need is to See, throw in some NPCs, and we just made a town. <laughs> I mean, this this right here, this this steal everything. This is what I well, what we created this for was the this ability to do this to just take anything you want and make it into a campaign, make it into a one shot. It's very easy to do to come up with the outline. Yeah. If you choose to do this, you got the hard part because there's going to be a lot of stuff you have to figure out. Yeah. But you have the basic storyline. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this one actually sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it could be. Oh, you could, right. we could bring the Assassin's Guild into this one. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to have That's to listen to the recording, you know, take notes, write down some things. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do uh, two more. Well, We'll do a roll. Yeah, let's do a roll. Okay. What do you remember what we came up with? Is uh, one and two was book, three and four is movie, five and six is song. Right. Okay. So it's another song. Six. Ooh. All right, you get to pick this time. Okay. Six a song. Okay, so um hold on a second. Let me pull up the lyrics. I know when the music's on, but hmm. we don't have the musics. And I'm thinking, uh, let me see. Let's see here. Let me see. So I heard this song on the way home. Mm -hmm. And it is Like a Stone by Audio Slave. Ooh. Let me see. And I'll read some of it off to you on a cobweb afternoon in a room full of emptiness by a freeway. I confess I was lost in the pages of a book full of death. Ooh. Reading how we'll die alone. And if we're good, we'll lay to rest anywhere we want to go. Oh, I'm thinking. Oh, that's, that's I'm thinking Necronomicon right off the bat. Book yes. full of death. That's right there. That's what I thought. Same thing. Necronomicon. Um, I'm thinking of a, I guess, a curse. See, I was going to go a little darker. Okay. I was, you know, by a freeway, I confess I was lost in the pages. I'm thinking this is after a calamity. This is, you know, an entire town burned down. And well, why not after the calamity? After the calamity. That's perfect. Um, yeah. And there's maybe a high priest uh, or priestess, however you want to do it. Um that is kind of telling the story and, and confessing that they were lost to the Necronomicon and you know they they were just after power, they were you know looking for something, they maybe they were um deceived uh by a certain person. There's quite a few uh lords and ladies of deceive uh deception in D D lore. Um one of the ones that I'm using in my campaign is uh Fraz Urblu, uh, a demon prince of deception. Uh, but, you know, being lost in the pages and, and just confessing and, and fe feeling sorrowful for maybe being the cause or at least the catalyst for the uh, the calamity. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that right off the bat, oh. if you if you are at least, I mean, I would say halfway decent at talking to the people that, you know, at your table, um, you could you could bring some emotions out with this character oh yeah 
Definitely, because this this really um, plays up to the almost depression anxiety side mm-hmm. of things. So the thing is, is so you have this this priest confessing this, mm-hmm. which he's basically saying, "I am the catalyst for this calamity," mm-hmm. and he's wanting to make amends. I mean, look at the third verse. On my deathbed, I will pray to the gods and the angels like a pagan to anyone, anyone who will take me to heaven, to a place I recall. Say, so, I mean, this person is begging for forgiveness. I okay, mean, so yeah, oof. and and he wants to. He, he's let's put it that he's dying. Yeah, whatever happened, whatever being the catalyst for this calamity, he it just sucked the whole life force out of him, mm-hmm. and he is dying. Yeah, and he wants anyone who that can help to help take him to heaven. Ooh, instead of where he is is thinking he is bound to go, which is to hell. You could make this so, a moral dilemma for the party. Oh yeah, because yeah, they could, this could be this is this is an encounter. This is not a one shot. This isn't a campaign idea. It's just an encounter uh, that the party stumbles upon the aftermath of the calamity you know um and finds this person screaming for help um and this person begs the party to take you know his uh maybe he has a kind of like a a ring of you know soul keeping or something or even just taking his words as he dies to like maybe there's a cleric in the party and he's begging this cleric please please take me to your god I did not want this to happen. Does the party and, and, do it or do okay, they say yeah. you got what you deserve? Okay. So there, so here is the way you can go two different ways. In my opinion, mm-hmm. you could take this on and you could take this to the cleric's God, the paladin's God, anyone, anybody's God. Yeah. And you have to fight for them to be, you know, ascended into heaven mm-hmm. or when he's begging you to take on this task, he is actually wanting you to go back into the time and stop him. Ooh, I like to that. To prevent the calamity. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't tell them that at the beginning. He says, do you take this task to to help me? Mm-hmm. And they, if they take it, then he says, I will send you back. You must stop me. You have to kill me. Yes. And there's a whole different way it can go. Yeah. And then it becomes a one shot because then you're going back in time. You have to you yes. know, find this person before the calamity. There's a ticking time bomb, quite literally. <laughs> yes. And you could put a timer on it. Yeah. Believe it or not, timers are really big deals when it comes to, to tabletop role playing game. Mm-hmm. Because if you give your party a time limit to where they have to finish something in this amount of time, it really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> for the that players was, that was literally my favorite dm moment when i just dropped oh, a, yeah. a 30 minute black and orange hourglass <laughs> onto the table and didn't say a word <laughs> and i looked at you and said fuck you <laughs> because all i had was a bunch of chaos in players <laughs> it was just a god war it wasn't that chaotic come on well we were, we were just- I, i'm sure yeah, I help with the chaos, so that's, yeah, that's, that's beside the point. <laughs> Playing three characters at once. 
I'm really good at that. Yeah. Sh- shockingly good at that. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, if you can have a whole conversation with yourself with three different players. If you're a little schizophrenic, you're a really good role player. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> That's the way it works. They give medication, but I refuse to take it. <laughs> For legal reasons, that's not accurate. <laughs> so that's that. That that's that, that is yeah. That's a good audio one. slave roll like a stone. I actually Man. that went different than I thought it would. Yeah, but I mean, you can't help it when you've got a line like a book full of death. Like, well, I mean, come on, audio slave, sound guard. It's yeah. all of it's very dark. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, last one. One roll. Yeah. Last one. We have a three, so it's a movie. Interesting. Movie. So do you want me to go straight, like, random? Yeah, why not? Okay. Let me uh, let me see what I got. Okay. We're digging. We're digging. We're digging. <laughs> and when, when Thorne says digging, we're actually do mean digging. It's just a giant drawer of DVD cases. <laughs> yes, it really is. <laughs> So I pulled, it's a Knight's Tale. Okay. Okay, so if, if honestly, listeners, if you haven't seen a Knight's Tale, watch it. It's a great movie. Well, um, Heath Ledger. I like it. I like the movie. I didn't, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just don't know if great <laughs> is quite the right word. There's a lot of complaints about the movie. <laughs> there is. And that has to do with the whole modernization, the dance, the music, all that stuff. Yeah. But I, I think it adds to the charm of it. Oh, yeah. I've loved it. Uh, I mean, I've been I watching it, you know, to make Thorn feel I actually, I've watched, watched it a couple it days ago. Fourth grade. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> it came <sighs> out when I was in the fourth grade. Oh, uh, man. I know. I hate you so much. Okay. But, you know, if you haven't seen it, uh, first of all, you live under a rock. Go ahead and crawl out from underneath it. Um, but uh, It's Heath Ledger. It's Heath Ledger. And he is a poor person he's a a squire for a knight who ends up dying um and he takes on the uh you know he takes the armor um uh of um oh God, dead knight. sir sir ector um, yes sir ector and uh he decides that he's gonna go ahead and you know pretend to be uh noble and they get a forged patent of nobility from uh Joffrey uh, Chaucer. Um, Yes, Jeffrey Chaucer. So, I mean, it's fake. It's a movie. It's a movie, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he assumes the name of uh, Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein. Um, And that's all of the movie that I'm going to be able to remember without looking it up. Um, But, you know, it's it's a classic, like, just... It's an uh, underdog story. Yeah. Um, And so, I mean, you could do that as a if the party wants to to just live that that movie the whole party could be involved in this you know uh very charlatan background uh one shot maybe you know maybe yeah. a, a couple of them are are bards you know obviously one of them has to be a fighter to be a knight um or, or a to paladin be a, be a squire a squire kind of thing yeah or a paladin um and uh just go through attorneys i think it would actually be really fun to do a attorney campaign or one shot oh yeah um i think it could be it could it could be a one shot but i'm thinking about three or four sessions yeah 
whereas in my mind, a one shot is literally one session done. Right. I mean, um, that's what it's I think supposed this, to be. This could be three or four sessions. You could do several tourneys. Um, I, I like the underdog story part of it. And I like the tourney part of it because I think that's unique. I don't think yeah. it's, there's not any kind of source books for that. Right. And I think that it would get it, it would get your almost your dungeon crawl fix, you know, because like uh, we, we've at least at our uh, podcast, we've kind of like drawn people away from from the classic dungeon crawl of just combat after combat. But this there's kind of nothing still gets wrong that, with dungeon crawls. Not at all. There's nothing wrong with them. But this gets that fix. If you don't want to do a dungeon crawl, you can you're still rolling a bunch of dice because you have to do the tourney. You have to go, you know, skill against skill. But then also all the bards get to roll because they have to sell the lie every time they come oh, to yeah. a, a and, tournament. And the whole Chaucer character, mm-hmm. if you get if you get a bard, you have to have them do the introduction. It has to be on the spot, real, make it up. How do you introduce this night? Yeah, I think it becomes way more fun. And in, instead of, you know, because I've I've had players in the past that just go, well, I mean, he says something really cool to the effect of, no, don't do that. Say say the whole thing. You know, have the player do the introduction. Um, and and, and, and the I'm more... gonna put this out there. I'll put this out there. Mm-hmm. If if the player does the introduction, don't have them roll. If it's good, it's good. Yeah. Say it works. If it's not, it doesn't. Yeah. Or it puts you a know, little at pressure least... on that, but or, or it's, I think it, it's worth it. Yeah. Or to go in the middle, because I like being a, a middle ground person uh, in cases like this for some people. Um, if they at least try, give them advantage oh, on yeah. the roll. You know, that yeah. way, that way, there's something. You know, um, but I mean, this could actually be really fun. And I know, like, at least our party thinking about who our table is, we would have a blast doing this because we would get oh. downright stupid. <laughs> oh, I would, I would, I would do the bard. I would be the bard. Yeah. I would live in the bard. Yeah. <laughs> Cause and I then can even do the that. Person, even the person who does Sir Ulrich, I mean, they have to like change their, they have to pretend to be pompous. Yes. You know? Uh, and it's, it's even funnier, you know, taking, a kind of a tropic thunder line you have to pretend to be pretending to be pompous like you know exactly <laughs> it's an actor portraying an actor portraying an actor <laughs> yes so i mean this actually I, I, and to be honest i would use this kind of thing if your if your characters are, are tired of the real serious like the grinding right of a big campaign do this as like an aside or or just come up and say hey make these characters i got a fun idea for the next few few sessions to kind of give us a break mm-hmm because people get burned out on the hard stuff. No, for sure. People get burned out on, on the real hard stuff. Because if you haven't had a, a campaign that rings at your heartstrings and pulls emotions out of you that you shouldn't have for a game, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. There's certain times when, when I mean, Illidan has made me cry <laughs> in game. And I have cried, like cried when certain characters have died. I mean, that's yeah. the emotion. That's the everything that can, that can be brought out of this game. Yeah. Hell, I mean, as the story weaver, I almost cried when I did Illidine's funeral scene. I yeah. Mean, that was some strong stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. But then right afterwards, we went into full chaos. Yep. So, yeah. Because <laughs> that's the way we live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, I think a nice tail could be a lot of fun. Um, I might actually want to try that. That's 
that seems like it could be a, a, a decent break, something that's kind of yeah. lighthearted and just fun to do. Yeah. And we might even, you know, thinking about it now, we have a, a, a current arc going that's pretty long uh, in the making, and it's it's probably going to be just as long as arc one, honestly. It, it could go for a year, a year and a half. So we might, you know, end up one week just saying, hey, let's take a break and just do this one shot real quick. Um, and it'd be like a little mini, uh, I, I say one shot, but I guess a, a, a mini arc. Um, yes. You know, and I actually know this is going to we're going off the rails now listeners but i know how to do it because sugarcane ali who's in in the campaign as a pugilist it's forest it's, it's forest. forest yeah um he is all about tournaments so it may not yes. be a knight's tale tournament but it could be a fighting tournament oh no yeah i'd like that and just have like it that. as I a will... you know a mini you know, whatever the the beach episode in animes, like it's it's that. You know, it's I will a, have to make a new character though. Oh, of course, because I'm going to do the bard. Do it. I, I'm I'm thinking of some things right now, and maybe that's another episode where you can get my thought processes for this kind of crap down. But mm -hmm. I'm thinking of something, so we can go on for that. Awesome. Well, listeners, that's another steal everything episode. You get to see a little bit of our our process on how we come up with ideas for things when we don't want to just come up with it from scratch. We kind of start with a, a blueprint, make a bigger blueprint and then let chaos reign. Um, and that's, that's all you really need to do to make, to make an, a, an adventure uh, happen, you know, and then just have the players, you know, enjoy it, make it, make it fun. That's the whole, the whole thing, right? Yep. Um, since I don't remember if I've uh, said it officially yet, uh, we are officially at LLC. The paperwork has gone through. Um, so we are now a company and we are looking for interviews. We are looking for uh, potential affiliate programs uh, to help you know support the podcast. But if you guys know of somebody that you want us to interview, if you know how to contact said person to interview, shoot us an email at this dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com. If you have cool stories, if you have uh, steal everything ideas that you want to throw us for a loop. You know, if you have a song, a movie, or a book title that you want us to take a listen to, watch, or read, we will actually do that. If you give us a book that we haven't read yet, we'll read at least the synopsis, but I will probably read the whole book. I and will then, too. And then make the, make the one shot or the campaign idea from it. So shoot us an email. We want to interact with the people who are listening to the podcast. Please give us reviews. Please leave comments. Let us learn how to uh, bring better com uh, content for you and also it just helps with the algorithms and things you know to help us grow so that we can continue to do this and have fun and without now, further also, ado one more ahead. thing mm -hmm. one more thing uh, if you are in mcday texas or roundabouts and yeah. at the sherwood sherwood forest fair mm -hmm. um, coming up in march through april march 3rd uh, through april 23rd we will be there every weekend Mm -hmm. And we have a banner up at camp and everything for the podcast. Uh, we'll be in the park uh, passing out cards and talking to people. So if you want to come see us there, we would really appreciate it. Come and support those folks over at Sherwood Forest Fair. It's a blast. We have a lot of fun there. Now, episodes might be a little spotty here on through that time, but we're going to try to get everything up every other week like we're doing right now. So, And I'll tell you what, I just had this idea. For the spring break weekend, 
Sherwood is open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So the campgrounds will be open Thursday at noon until Monday at noon. I will run a D&D campaign Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll do some one shots in the campgrounds at our tent. You have to come by. You have to say, hey, I'm here for the one shot and I will do a one shot. Uh, And that will be at 10 minutes after cannon, uh, which is when they when they close, they blast a cannon. 10 minutes after cannon, I will be in the campgrounds. We'll do one shots. Come by the tent. See us. Say hello and interact with us. Without further ado, see you there. Yeah, for sure. Check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied. A bonus content. Bonus content. Now I got to figure out what one shots I want to do. I'm probably yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna do. I'll some, do. I'm gonna do some Renaissance uh, things. I actually, I really want to talk to you later uh, about a Victorian idea that I've got. Um, okay. Do you remember that cleric, that death cleric that had that Victorian mask? Yes. There's there they've made more Victorian uh, subclasses like that that I want to make a whole one-shot idea of in the Victorian era in that, you know, style. Um, We can talk about it this weekend. For sure. Um, So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Patrons, thank you for being patrons as always. Uh, Without you guys, we really couldn't do this. Um, And like I said in the regular podcast, give us interviews, give us reviews, reviews and and on the... uh, That's something free that you can do, absolutely. You know, just putting a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and things and giving us that star review and leaving comments. That's all for the algorithm to help us grow. Um, And since we're posting this on the regular podcast and you're going to hear this behind the scenes, if you're not a patron, that's okay. But if you'd like to support us, there's uh, tiers starting all the way from a dollar uh, that you could help support the podcast and help us grow and and help us uh, continue to make all this content and have fun with you guys. Um, and, and listen, we really hate doing this. We really do. <laughs> I, I don't like <laughs> asking for support, but we have to to keep doing it because yeah. I'm going to be honest. This stuff is not cheap. Yeah. New equipment and everything. It, it's not cheap. So if you just give us a, a, a thumbs up, a five star review, just something to get us higher up on the algorithm. I really will thank you. And if you want me to, I will call you personally and thank you on the phone. Yeah. It's just, I hate doing it, but we would really, really appreciate your support. Yeah. And uh, keep an eye out because we are going to start opening up uh, first come first serve uh, one shot, uh, a monthly one shot that we're doing. Uh, We're still working out the kinks on the discord uh, channel and uh, doing all of that. But once everything is set in stone and we know exactly when we're going to do these monthly one shots, probably going to be after Sherwood, let's be honest. Um, oh yeah but uh you know starting maybe let's say july uh we'll probably have the one shots ready to go and it's gonna be uh if you listen to the episode uh about the assassins guild um and it'll be a first come first serve up to seven players and go from there so keep an eye out for that um good luck in your games have fun steal everything and bye bye 
What's up, Weavers of the Realm? As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you haven't already, click that like button and subscribe or follow us on your chosen platforms. It goes a long way to help us grow. Uh, and if you liked the intro music that we just used, it was made with the help of The Hobby Hub on YouTube and Saturn Imaging Production Company. Uh, also, if you want exclusive content like NPC of the Week, Discord access, and behind the scenes, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast. And of course, the link to our merch store, social medias, and all the other podcast uh, platforms are available on our link tree in the show notes. Good luck in your games, steal everything, and have fun.